welcome to another Late Night with Trav and Los. I'm your host, Los Montoya. The episode you're listening to is the second episode of our new segment called Undiscovered, a show dedicated to bringing you the raw sounds of new and emerging musicians. In this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Matt McDonald, who produces under the moniker of Morkix, M-O-R-Q-I-X. Born in Germany and raised in Northern Virginia, Morkix is an indie electronic producer living in Austin, Texas. Starting in early 2016, Morkix is already making major headway in the electronic music scene, with his first few releases landing him upwards of 300,000 listeners and featured on blogs and channels like Suicide Sheep, Beautiful Buzz, Run the Trap, High Clouds, and Acid Stag, to name a few. Morkix has an insatiable hunger to create upbeat, feel-good music while testing the bounds of his favorite genres. His love and knowledge of all things music has allowed him to create songs which unapologetically bridge genres, blending lush, future-based sounds with trap, dubstep, hip-hop, jazz, and funk vibes for good measure. The end result is a sound which refuses to be categorized and finds a home with music lovers of all backgrounds. We get the privilege of getting a pre-release exclusive and interview for his latest track, Desperate Measures. Late nights. Late nights. Late nights. With Travis Lowe's. With Travis Late nights. With Travis Lowe's. Cool. Uh, well, so more kicks, the whole birth of that kind of came about when me and my buddy Amir, um, who I'd previously co-produced with uh, for my previous group called Amir, Cat and Matthias. And uh, we had just been producing for years and I moved to Austin and he kind of went his own separate way. And I, I guess he just didn't have the time to do it anymore. And after we had already decided upon the name and all that, uh, we kind of just split ways. But actually, yeah, the, the initial like birth of the name came from... Uh, like we were just working one day on a song and we were like, man, this doesn't have enough kicks. And so like, we just, I don't know, it just more kicks. And then I don't know, it just kind of, it came out of nowhere. And, you know, you add this, like, you talk about like music branding and stuff and there's this whole like idea. We wanted something like short and something, something easily memorable. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still today kind of teetering on the name and I don't really... I don't put too much meaning and value behind it, but uh, it is what it is now. And uh, so, yeah, More Kicks has been around. I think we coined it in 2015, early 2015. And we were just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's rebrand ourselves. Let's, you know, because we had learned so much with Amir, Cat and Matthias. And we just, I don't know, we went from there. And then um, previously Amir Cat and Matthews, we went, we went with like, I know I'm saying it two different ways, but <laughs> that's another name that, that just like, to me kind of sucked, and, but we just had to roll with it. That, that went on for years. That went on for like five years. I feel like I've been producing since, uh, 2005, 12th year of producing on and off. And I like to say, um, I've been more serious about it for about two years. So, so yeah, I got started with music, um, because I was taking an animation class in high school and uh, totally irrelevant, but a friend of mine um, named Melvin introduced me to this, uh, this program called Fruity Loops. And at the time it was completely new to me. I had no idea what this thing was. And he showed me, he was like making, he was like dropping in like 
snare drums and kick drums and putting in notes from his keyboard, just playing them off his, you know, his computer keyboard. And I was, I was just blown away. And I was like, you know, to that day, you know, from that day forward, pretty much took a, like, you know, a huge liking to it and started doing it all the time and ended up even ended up doing it more than animation in my animation class too. So it was just, it kind of just, it kind of just stole my heart. And, uh, that program alone, I ended up using it um, for a couple of years, but yeah, that was my intro. It was all because of this one kid in high school. GarageBand. So for me, like I said, I was a complete noob. I had no idea about um, audio recording software, anything like that. And I think it was, but um, for the kind of music I was making, which I started, so I started making techno music. Um, I was hanging, I was hanging around with this European dude um, named Nandis, and I'm sure you remember him. Uh, you like, <laughs> I actually. Yeah, he always drove around in Mercedes and like slicked back hair, Greek dude. It's funny, man. I actually reconnected with this guy recently, like on Facebook, like maybe three weeks ago, I reconnected with him. He's just in Greece and he sells a, he sells a t-shirt, like a clothing brand company named Koch Outfitters. He is very Greek. Uh, he's a, he was a great guy though. He was a good friend like back then. And he got me into that whole Euro techno trance uh, thing that was, the thing in Greece and like to me it was cool and I started listening to like Ibiza mixes and Sandstorm by Darude. <laughs> yeah so that was like the kind of music I initially started making in Fruity Loops and I have to be honest it kind of just sucked but it, it was fun it was fun and I had a lot of fun with it so music I don't do it for a living um I want to that's kind of like the end goal for me I, I, I'm a graphic designer for a living and I really I really love design uh but music I find it's the only thing I can do literally all through the day and not ever get tired of it so I, I, to me that defines that's that defines what you love you know you know I listen to a ton of music for one and I think every producer needs to do that um because it's just you're kind of sponging up all this inspiration and you're bound to take all these pieces from all the different corners of your 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 practice and put them into whatever way that you what that you might do that and i guess for me i love elements of these days i listen to a lot of like future bass and which is basically just a lot of um it's edm toned down from dubstep and put into like more melodic chord progressions big super soft synths uh lots of like heavy hitting drums coming from glitch hop and even some elements from trap so i'll i'll take elements from all over the place and Really, I'm not trying to make certain genres. I'm just trying to make whatever I like, whatever I want to make, and you know, bring together these certain uh, elements that I like from all these genres and kind of mix them to make something new. So the song that we're talking about is called "Desperate Measures," um, and man, I really suck at names because, like, when people ask, "Oh, where'd you get this name from?" I really the song the song is actually. It actually came to me, and I remember the exact time that it came to me. Um, was I was just driving. I was just driving to, from like Home Depot or something like that. I was grabbing some potting soil or something, and I came home. On the way home, I probably I remember looking at the sunset, and this like chord progressions just started popping in my head. And I actually initially, when I first started working on it, called it um, what did I call it? It was like on the go or something like that. Cause I, I, I just had to quickly come up with a name so I could save it. Um, but 
I think after that, I named it Desperate Measures because I was like desperately trying to find a name for it and couldn't find a name for it. So, so what what ended up what ended up out of that was just Desperate Measures. Here, here I have the desperate measure of trying to find the name of this track so that I can just save it and move on. And after that, I'm like, I do that with so many tracks that I just there's literally no meaning to it at all. And it's funny because for this for this particular one, I remember driving it came in my head and every time this happens um i have about a minute to continue to like focus on that song and just continue hearing it and playing it in my head and if i don't i might lose it um so i was already on my way home i was probably five minutes from home i just remember i shut off my music rolled out my windows um and just kept like humming and playing in my head and uh and then it was really just like the chord progression, how like it was a very basic chord progression with a kick and a snare. And I knew exactly like how I was going to um, come to the resolution of the chord progression and all that. And like, and then when I got home, I remember walking in the door, Kenda was there with the baby um, at the table. And I was like, Kenda, I got I to gotta get on my computer really fast. I got to get this idea out. And what I do is I just get on and I just start in very basic MIDI form. I basically type out the chord progression so that I at least remember that. Um, pull a tempo, which is usually pretty fast because you can just tap a tempo, like, you know, say, like that's the tempo of the song like in my head. So then that ends up being like 140 beats per second or beats per minute. Um, and then quickly find some basic elements for kicks and snares. And then that allows me to at least come back to it later if I need to and remember the original idea. But there's been many times where like many unfortunate scenarios where I've come into like these great song ideas and I'm just not in the position to, um, to remember it. And I, like, I have to focus on elsewhere. So like that song just gets lost. I'll tell you like the, the, so the idea, like here's, here's basically the 16 bars that was in my head driving home that day. And I'll play it for you right now. It just sounds like this. So that's it. It, it. it was just that. And I had to, you know, go about it. And that, I, that was made in like maybe an hour tops. And then, and then it's going in and finding other things I know a track needs like vocals. So I love to chop vocals up in music. Um, that's like one of the things that people like always compliment me with is the vocal chops. And I do this because primarily because I just don't have a source for good homegrown audio or homegrown vocals. I don't have people that I know that sing and uh, rap and stuff like that. So I have to go out and find like little pieces of vocals and I just chop them up and I take like a certain consonant or vowel sound and turn that into um, a note, which I can then play out. And then, yeah, so you'll see like, here's, here's a vocal chop that I did for, yeah. So the original vocal actually sounds like this. It's kind of boring, uh, and then I just I just kind of took that up, pitched it up a few to match the tempo, um, and then grabbed out the chops that I liked and came out with this. Yeah, so I heard it like once I heard it on top of there, I was like, oh snap! Like this is all right. 
now we've got something good. So the first initial the first initial sixteen bars drops with the initial idea I had, um, and then the vocals come in and kind of create this like chorus type sound, the like chorus type part to the song. And then that part here, I'll play that right now. Actually, here it sounds like this. So then that part, and then the chords come in. So you're going to hear all these sorts of like these, there's a ton of effects on here. And if I actually take out a lot of those effects, because those are actually added after the fact, if I actually take all those out, you're going to hear the, the raw, um, the raw sound of, of that synth, um, which I created in a, in a plugin called Serum. Serum's like, I'd say just one of the top since right now but i'll play you that it sounds really it sounds really um basic and bare when i when i play it like this so i'll play it now and then as i add in certain things like filters then you'll get like you'll get you'll get like stuff like this you know after that it's just not it's not to what it's not to the level that i wanted at yet so then I'll add things like saturation, which uh, what what that does is just if you can imagine like the the frequency spectrum from fifty hertz fifty hertz all the way up to twenty two kilohertz, um, you know it's it's adding a little high fuzz in the high range, so you're gonna get like a little bit louder and then also a little bit more crispy sounding. So it sounds like this, right? And then you know. Typically in EDM music, you for your main synth stuff, you don't want any of the the main synth lead to be playing anything under a hundred hertz because the hundred anything under a hundred hertz has to be designated just for your sub and your kick. Um, and so if if you do have that, it just muddies up that region for the sub and the kick. So you want to basically clear everything out of that area, and then um, that allows the sub and all that other like low end material to come through really clean. And then. You know, it's just little things. You add like little these these kinds of things I added afterwards, like these little um, blippy plucks. They sound like um, like those. They just go in between spaces where there's not any content from the chord progression. So, like when you when the chord progression stops, you'll hear these like little um, quick quick attacked little plucks, little pops, and uh, and it just adds to the rhythm a little bit. Uh, makes it feel like a more complete thing, um, and then you know after the f after the first thirty two bar drop plays, you get you get into this thing called a bridge where I'll kind of slow it down because um, anytime anytime with EDM music, if you're gonna play in front of a crowd, it's people want to hear it, people want to go crazy for like a minute and then they want to stop, they want to kind of take a break. So you give them this break and it's called the bridge in EDM, and then you just you slow it down, um, give them a chance to cool off. And then you build up again 16 bars later, and then you go in again for another another minute um, for the second drop. So what keeps me going um, is just essentially just the fun of doing it is really what keeps me going because I don't um, subscribe to 
um, the success factor. You know, like it would be great to have success with this and to be able to make it into my career. But actually, I've been doing this for 10 years now and um, have found that if I stop doing it, I'm actually not as happy in life. So it's it becomes more of just like a a piece of my my balance, like my daily, it's like eating a meal. I have to do like an hour of music a, a day just to have some, you know, some happiness and just like that, it's that free time. It's like going for a walk, you know, going for, it clears your head. Yeah, and then like when I do think about success, I think like, well, you know, every every person who's successful puts in 10,000 hours of their trade and you have to put in those hours and dedicate your time and to be able to get there. So don't think that you're going to be able to get there by half, you know, half doing it. You have to put in the time and just being okay with taking your time is one of those other battles that you have to do. You know, like every, I've, I've heard this before from other artists who've actually been there and made it. Every artist um, who is there and who's doing great things and up on stage and playing in front of people like, or whatever they define as, their success point, their point of success that made them like the end goal. Um, you know, they were, they were all me at one point. They were all the beginning artists and they were all, um, in their house with no follows and no listens and plays, um, for probably years before they actually got heard. Um, and you just have to kind of rake through all that and, just know at the end of the day that you do this because it makes you happy and not you're not doing it to get out there and like be famous. You're just doing it because it makes you happy. And if you can actually just continue that, then you'll probably have a greater chance at being successful because you're not actually just out there trying to get money off this stuff because, you know, the people that really succeed are the ones who have the have the passion for it. I don't know. Crazy rant, but in the end... Yeah, that's 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 what it is for me, at least. And now, the pre-release exclusive of Desperate Measures in its entirety.
Desperate Measures will start off Lust, which is issue 8 of Future Collective. That's Future with a P-H. A platform, label, and community on SoundCloud for like-minded artists to collaborate and communicate. I'm your host, Los Montoya. Catch the release on March 15th. All links in the show notes.